from KQED. If you head to the beach anytime soon, be sure to keep one eye on the horizon. With a little luck and a lot of patience, you might just catch a glimpse of a 30-ton gray whale. That's one of the most common sounds a gray whale makes. Researchers from the Laguna San Ignacio Ecosystem Science Program call it their conga because it sounds like a conga drum. They've been recording whale sounds since the 1980s, and today their research is a project of the Ocean Foundation. Us humans are still learning what these whale sounds mean, but what we do know is gray whales make a lot of sound. It's their primary sense, and some of those sounds might not be polite for a dinner party. Every year, the waters off the coast of the Bay Area get noisy with these whale sounds. That's because some 27,000 gray whales pass by along their migration route from Alaska to Baja, California every year. For most of them, the Bay Area coastline is little more than a pit stop along the way. Maybe catch a big meal out at the Farallon Islands. But a few whales spend a bit more time hanging around, and that's caught the attention of several Bay Curious listeners. Today, we're answering questions about gray whales, like why they sometimes come into the San Francisco Bay, what they do while they're here, and sadly, why we've seen an uptick in dead whales washing up on shore. I'm Olivia Allen Price, and this is Bay Curious. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Founded in 1980, it's still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And still the pale ale that sparked a craft beer revolution. Sierra Nevada, still the one. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hi, I'm Tyler Foggett. Join me and my colleagues as we go beyond the headlines and deepen your understanding of the forces shaping our world today on The Political Scene, a newly updated podcast from The New Yorker. With episodes three times each week, The Political Scene accesses the sharpest minds in politics for insight and analysis about everything from abortion rights to the war in Ukraine. Make sure you're following The Political Scene, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Our first series of questions about gray whales comes from one of Bay Curious's younger listeners. Reporter Amy Mayer headed out to the beach to meet him. It's a foggy and really windy afternoon, and I'm at Rodeo Beach in Sausalito, meeting one of today's question askers, a kindergartner from San Francisco. Caleb Juan and his dad walk with me to a washed-up whale carcass on the sand. Hey, that whale looks so funny. Parts of the huge animal are even difficult for a little boy to identify. That's okay, because a scientist is with us, too. Purik Dignan is director of pathology at the Marine Mammal Center, just a half mile up the hill from here. See, that's his bone in his back, so that's like along here. The back bone? Yeah, and, and it's broken. See how it's broken right there? Yeah. So, and there's this is a gray whale, a species that migrates from Mexico to Alaska. Caleb wants to know why they sometimes swim into San Francisco Bay, and Dignan says they usually don't pause here. But last year, or last season, Several did, and they came in there to feed. So they were looking for food in San Francisco Bay. What do they eat? They will eat these guys, like oysters, sh- oysters and shellfish and little shrimps. 
all sorts of little creatures that live in, in the bottom. And because we are looking at this badly damaged and quite decayed carcass, Caleb has this obvious question. Um, what happened to this whale? Unfortunately, it was hit by a ship. A ship? Yeah. And the ship broke some of his bones, and then unfortunately it died. Dignan says this whale probably died at sea before it washed ashore here months ago. He and his colleagues performed a necropsy, that's an animal autopsy. They collect a lot of samples, run a lot of laboratory tests. Uh, This one was convenient for us in that it was literally right beside our center, but often we have to travel to where they are. With clearly visible blunt trauma, this particular whale didn't challenge the scientists with its cause of death. But there is some mystery around other gray whale fatalities. We'll get to that. For now, Caleb is getting a unique look at what's left. And down through there, there's a hole, and that's where the blowhole would be in the skin. And that's, that's like his nostril. That's how he breathes. I see a piece of bone. Yeah. Another piece of bone. Another piece of bone! And that's, that's where the other eye would be, right there. This is one of 19 gray whales that washed up on California's coast this year, many without clear signs of what killed them. Along their long migration route, the number of deaths has been above normal for the past three years. That gets us to our next question from Aaliyah in the East Bay. And in 18, 19, 20, I've seen more whales washing up dead than ever before. Is it plastic? Is it the heat wave? Is it the global climate change? What is it? Dignan says about a third of the whales have been hit by ships, but that leaves a lot more unexplained. They were really big when they came up here and they were covered with the material, you know, the tissue. I met Mo Flannery, collections manager for mammals and birds at the California Academy of Sciences on the roof of the museum. Her team sometimes lets the elements clean bone specimens here. Like Dignan, she's a member of the international team looking into the increase in gray whale deaths. So this is a, an investigation that is ongoing, and we're not seeing any one particular cause of death in all of these whales that we see, some of them in San Francisco Bay, some of them outside the bay. When a dead whale is reported, the necropsy team heads out to take photos, measurements, and samples. Flannery's group focuses on bones and muscle systems, while the folks from the Marine Mammal Center look at stomach contents and test for diseases. You know, we are seeing some that are showing signs of malnutrition or emaciation. We are seeing some that are showing signs of trauma from, like, an orca predation. We are seeing some with signs of trauma from possibly a ship strike. And there are a lot of them that we just don't know why they died. Even as the scientists puzzle out what's going on, there's already some good news. Let's go back to 2016. That year, there was a spike in West Coast whale entanglements. 48 of the big animals got caught up in fishing lines and gear, some of them fatally. Of those, 19 were traced to commercial Dungeness crab gear. So the state worked with fishermen to try to understand what was happening and what they could all do to prevent the problem. On a clear morning, the sun is just rising as Dick Ogg maneuvers his boat out of the harbor. We are in Bodega Bay. I'm the the owner-operator of the fishing vessel Karen Jean. Ogg's been fishing here for two decades, captaining his small boat with two hired workers. 
He waves to others and chats over radios about the weather, water conditions, and local gossip. At one point, he says he smells a whale. What comes out of those blowholes can be noticeable. I would say 99.9% of the time you'll see whales <laughs> at one point or another. Okay, bring it up. Dungeness crab is Og's most lucrative catch. On this day, his crew is just pulling in a few for the state to test for toxins. Og explains that fishermen used to use lines with lead weights that formed a W in the water. And we began to think that that might be a potential place where interaction could occur and could wrap around an animal. They voluntarily switched to a system that allows the lines to run taut from the 100-pound crab pots on the ocean floor to a buoy floating on the surface. If an animal does run into that, if a whale does hit that, it tends to want to roll off rather than whip around with the lead and wrap onto the animal's fin. Get it right back in the water. The switch seems to be helping. This year's gray whale necropsies in California have not found any evidence implicating the crab gear. Flannery at the Cal Academy says there are still many hypotheses about why the gray whales are dying. It could be climate change, making the Alaska waters too warm to provide all the food the whales need. It could even be a natural population cycle. Scientists saw a similar sudden increase in deaths about 20 years ago for about three years. Overall, this year has not been as bad as last year, and 2019 was the worst. The International Network of Pathologists and Other Scientists continues to look for answers. That was reporter Amy Mayer. Thanks to this week's question askers, Caleb and Aaliyah. If you've got a question you'd like Bay Curious to answer, head over to baycurious.org and ask. We are hosting a Bay Curious Trivia Night on December 8th. Come out to KQED's beautiful and newly renovated headquarters in the Mission for a night of trivia, drinks, prizes, and just overall good times. We always have so much fun at our trivia nights, and this is our first one in almost two years. So you definitely want to hurry and grab your spot. Get it online at kqed.org live. We'll put a link in our show notes, too. Bay Curious is a production of member-supported KQED in San Francisco. The show is made by Katrina Schwartz, Brendan Willard, Sebastian Mignot-Buccelli, and me, Olivia Allen-Price. We'll be off next week for the holiday, but back on the first Thursday in December. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play March's trivia game? Every month, we'll read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a sweet prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, this Bay Area high school holds the longest winning streak in high school football. They won 151 games in a row between 1992 and 2004. What is the name of the school? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey, John Favreau here. There's no shortage of political takes in 2024, but quantity doesn't cut it. 
we need a better conversation about the latest biggest election of our lives. On Pod Save America, me and my co-host cut through the noise to help you figure out what matters and how you can help. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, Pod Save America is breaking down the political news that makes us laugh, cry, and snap our laptops in half. Expensive year for laptops. Make sure to check out new episodes of Pod Save America on your favorite podcast platform or our YouTube channel now.